0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast where we interview Dale Valelli. He is Abraham Answers caddy on the PGA Tour. Dale is a gem of a human being most known. And we do, we do talk about his childlike appetite, love for bacon, his antics on and off the golf course. He's a fantastic Instagram follow, if you're not following already, at the Dale Trail. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff with Dale. He actually hits a five-team... Uh, NCAA parlay in the middle of our podcast which that's never happened before we talk about how his relationship with Abe goes his preparation for a a round is very interesting uh, especially for those of you who play DFS and bet on golf you will be interested to hear Dale's process as he gets ready to caddy for Abraham answer every round and then get your pen and paper ready because he dives deep into the type of player that Abe is, the courses that suit his eye, his abilities, his well-roundedness, um, and he names off courses he think Abe's probably going to break through and get his first PGA Tour victory on. We even go deep into the President's Cup and the, the final showdown with Tiger that Abe had. It's quite the interview. Thanks for checking it out. It is brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Go ahead and sign up for mybookie.ag today if you want to bet on golf, the NFL, the NBA, basketball, whatever you want to bet on, it's on mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get a 50% deposit bonus and a free $10 bet on us so be sure and sign up mybookie.ag promo code tour junkies it's where we've been betting for three years now we know and trust those guys and they always take great care of our tour junkies folks so thanks for listening without further ado let's get to it we're the two and two a two two a junkie're
1: the two a two 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 a junkie are the 2 2 a junkie Juice, you gotta have a special guest, DFS, DB, and them long oh, shots. bets. From Acosta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a, a lap, sip some rosé
2: with Pat. Two or two or two or two or junkies. We're the two or two or two or two or junkies.
0: What's going on, everybody? DB here. I got Pat Perry with me. We are jazzed up for this one because we've been trying to we've been trying to nail this dude down for a minute. But let me tell you, he's he's a trailblazer, a European tour, PGA tour. He's all over the place. His man is killing it, and he is the looper behind Mister Abe Answer. We have Dale Vallely, v- v- the Dale Trail. V- there we go. That's right. All right, man. What's up? That was, you was
2: your first try, and you got it right.
0: I kind of stuttered a little bit on it, Dale Vilelli. Now I got it. It's in there now. All
2: right. Yeah, you yeah, did. You
0: stuttered time. on it, and you like even asked him before we started, and you still stuttered. I mean, I know,
1: but you know, if it were me, good. if it were me doing this, it wouldn't. It would have failed completely. So yeah, it would have. Compl- yeah, let's hear you. Let's hear you try. <laughs> uh, let's see, Dale Vilelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We, can,
2: exactly. we can go. We can go with whatever. <laughs> we'll go to Dale Trail. Yeah, let's go with I the just Dale want to Trail. Say Dale, Dale Valley. He is uh, yeah,
0: that's,
2: that's I mostly get that to be honest. <laughs> he
0: he is uh, he is the he is at the Dale Trail on Instagram, which is where it, you know if you're familiar with Dale, that's that's probably where you know him best. But uh, like we mentioned Dale, you're caddying for Abe Answer. Um, you guys have yeah. made quite the noise here lately. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um, but we're excited to have you on, man. And and listen, when you come on the Tour Junkies podcast, one of the first things we talk about is we need to know what everybody's podcast juice is. Uh thankfully we were able to schedule this this during the, the evening hours so me and Pat didn't have to drink on our day jobs. Um so yeah, yeah. we gotta go around the room and get the podcast juice. Dale, what is your what's your beverage for,
2: for the interview tonight? Uh you know, I, I'm actually having a Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Caprice. Well, I, huh? I was trying to keep it I was trying to keep it professional. I haven't well, been fine. sleeping very well. I haven't been sleeping very well lately since I got back from Saudi Arabia, to be honest. That one actually kicked my ass. I don't know. It was seventeen hours back and it I don't know. That one really got me this time. But yeah. Uh, that's part well, that's of the okay. job, to be honest.
0: Well, that's okay. We've had Fleener on here before and he was drinking water. He was like, Yo, I'm trying to recover. I'm hungover and so you know you got to be yeah. honest. Um,
2: big cat drinking a water is code for drinking a whiskey.
0: <laughs> for sure. The truth for comes sure. out. All right. I, I waited to go last because I want to lead into a question right off the bat. Um, I, I, I actually big cat put me onto this. I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking some some Casamigos Reposado on the rocks with a little twist of uh, of orange. Thanks to Aaron Fleener, got me onto that. And, uh, I'm enjoying the tequila on the rocks lately. And and your boy, Abe Anser has his own, uh, his own tequila brand now. And, uh, I'm very interested to hear how that's going. It's,
2: uh, it will, I think it's just coming out here in the next week or two. It's starting, starting in Texas and they're going to kind of, they've been working on it for almost two years now. And it was supposed to get going a little earlier, but they, uh, tried to get everything just right and i think they've got a really 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 good product and i mean everyone's gonna be able to try it here very shortly awesome so have you been able to try it you haven't been able to try it yet yourself i actually i haven't they've uh he's only i mean other than being down in mexico doing all this stuff i mean they just got their first samples not even a month ago or i guess maybe five weeks ago but i'm not a tequila drinker anyways i actually drink fireball and it's bad (laughs) I don't know why I do it. I do it to myself every single time I go out, too. How do you
1: drink your Fireball? I mean, because, like, whenever I've had a Fireball, it's just, like, in shots. Like, do you just, like... Well, that's
2: how... I don't know if you see... If you see how I eat, you can see all this... All the crap I eat. I don't really like the taste of things. I don't really like the taste of things. So, I kind of just... I do some shots just to get (laughs) drunk really quickly. (laughs) Have have you
1: ever now I'm going off script now we said we'd probably do this but I know David and I both just hilariously laughed at a Instagram chat or story you did while Abe was working out and you were drinking the Capri Sun. Have you ever mixed alcohol with a Capri Sun. I mean, that's I, a good I, question. I, I haven't,
2: not with a Capri Sun, but I, I've definitely mixed with vitamin water. and Yeah. Capri Sun, though, that's night, a move. The that's a night, move. Not much less <laughs> than fridge, that you find a vodka and a, and a Capri Sun, that could happen.
0: <laughs> a, little, a little Pacific cooler <laughs> and some Tito's, that's right up my alley. Yeah, we, should st- exactly. we, should, uh, th- we should start that trend, you know, like maybe the three of us can start that. You can... You, like, get it going over there in Vegas where you are and all your world travels. We'll get it going down here in the south. The next thing you know, in about a year, everybody will be having, you know, bars will be stocking Capri Suns.
2: They were, Yeah, I agree. You talked about the
0: diet. Um, You know, I, don't, I guess I don't have any, like, real questions on the diet other than Fleener, you know, was like, dude, you got to ask Dale about why the hell he eats like he does. And he, he, Fleener's quote was, he has the diet of a child.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he- He's probably, less, well, he's seen me eat for years, but I'm basically, whatever a five-year-old eats, I just eat more of it. So just if, that's pizza, if that's cheese pizza, chicken fingers, and popcorn that day, that's what it is. If the next day it's just bacon, pancakes, and cookies, so that's what it's going to be the next day. <laughs> so it's just, whatever a five-year-old eats, I just eat more of it. I ordered Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Before I uh, started this, and I ordered <laughs> French fries, potato wedges, and chicken fingers, and I do that probably three or four times a week.
0: Uh, dude, how do you survive like- in Saudi Arabia? What did you eat in Saudi Arabia?
2: Yeah, like what do you do there? I didn't. Eat, I didn't eat much over there, but they uh, they happen to have Burger King and Pizza Hut on site, <laughs> so I had Pizza Hut six days Whoa. in a row. No, I had Pizza Hut. I had Pizza Hut in China this year, five days in a row, too. <laughs> what's the
0: hardest? What's like the hardest place you've been? Like where you can't find something like that? Is there? Has there been a place where you're like, oh my this god, is, I'm gonna be a waste well, by the, the time place, I get out of here?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't compare. My worst, my least favorite place I've been to is China, right? <laughs> it doesn't even compare. I would rather go anywhere else other than that place. Mainly because of the food out of the food but you got no space there's so many people they run yeah. into you the, you know the food isn't the same the, the it's, it's you can't breathe you, you get looked at <laughs> weird you I'm already smoking a pack of cigarettes today I don't need the air giving me another pack of cigarettes <laughs> so I don't I, I don't breathe well there I guess I don't eat well I don't sleep well well my man plays well there though <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to keep going wherever he goes.
0: I mean, you live in Vegas, right? You live in Vegas now. Yeah. I mean, so I'm. I'll be in Vegas in like four days, and I've the number one thing that my wife and I do when we when we go to Vegas is we go ahead and plan where we're gonna eat because we love so many restaurants in Vegas, and so it's like, all right, mm-hmm. we got to go ahead and book reservations here, book reservations here. Like, you live in one of the greatest culinary spots in in the states. And you're ordering buffalo wild wings. There's got to be something there. Like, is, what's like the the fanciest place that you enjoy eating in Vegas?
2: Honestly, that you couldn't. I, there's probably nowhere. I wouldn't even. Maybe. I, I don't know. I had Denny's. I ordered Uber Eats this morning too. I had Denny's. this morning. Ordered, you can't fucking say Denny's, toast, dude. I ordered toast, seasoned French fries again, and eight <laughs> slices <as> of <a> bacon. <laughs> <laughs> last night I ordered Uber Eats again. I got Domino's last night. <sighs> Dude. Uh, I had Wendy's <sighs> today too, actually. Dale. I, I got to slow down.
0: All right. So let's let's get into this a little bit. We talked about your diet enough. Um, You know, obviously I can hear, I'm sure you can hear the redneck accent in us. I can hear a little bit of Canadian in, in there with you. You grew up in Alberta. You were a really good player, still are a really good player. Played on McKenzie tour yourself. You've been with Abe, I think, about three years since the Corn Ferry. Is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah, a little over three years together. So this is our fourth or fifth season. Yeah, this is like our fourth season together.
0: How did you guys connect and, and, and link up in the Corn Ferry tour?
2: I uh, I had taken a bunch of time off and I was working for a guy, and I had taken a bunch of time off. I went back to work for a guy. Iron Smith, that was my third time working for him. He played off and on, made it to the tour one year, came back, and we weren't getting along that well. And Abraham happened to ask me in the bar one night up in Peak in New York. Not in the bar, we we're ordering food, but it was, I mean, not drinking or anything, but we we're just in passing. And He just says, Hey, you want to work for me? The end of this year type thing. And I'm like, Well, oh, shit. I mean, I want to bail on my buddy. And I kind of just made a decision. I texted three people. I was like, one, one was my uncle, one was my brother, and one other was a, my golf pro. And I asked them the same question. I was gonna, I was gonna take two one out of whatever was said there. <laughs> and my brother was buddies with him, so he chose to, for me to stay with him. And then my uncle and my golf pro both said leave. So that was kind of initially how that started. He was like 760 something in the world. And, you know, he's he's gotten better every year, obviously. And he's, uh, now last time he's i think 29th in the world so i've been a, i've been a part of a quite like the journey with him i tell you
0: yeah i did one a hell of a run Um and he's only he's about, getting
2: better yeah, he, he's, yeah he's, he really is so and that that makes it even more exciting i'd met him i'd met him before that a friend of mine caddied for him before that and then another friend of mine was kind of buddies with him he he was he's another caddy also I kind of had talked to him a couple of times not nothing to do with work and it kind of just caddying is one of those things where you're either you're in the right place at the right time you know there's guys that worked for him and it obviously never worked out or he hadn't peaked yet or and that's the same in any jobs I mean or with it with caddying I mean it's it's all about timing and I guess I put my time in and then ended up having the right timing and you know, obviously we had to work through a lot of stuff at the beginning because he was still on the Corn Ferry Tour and Web.com at that time. Yeah. But, uh, he, yeah, I mean, it's incredible how far he's come along, and he's still only 28 years old and getting better. With. He hasn't even got a win on the PJ Tour yet, and he's inside the top 30. That speaks to how consistent he is also.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, so, I mean, Dale, I don't know, you may be able to assume this, but Pat and I and a lot of our listeners are pretty hardcore golf nerds, right? So we've known Abe long before, uh, you know, maybe some just kind of figured out who he was at the President's Cup. But, um, you know, we know that that he's had a couple close runner-ups on tour. He's had a bunch of top 10s. He's about to play in his first Masters. He's gonna, you know, he's getting in all the and uh, all the big events this year, which is gonna be exciting. Like, but he's also a worldwide player. I mean, the guy, the guy's game seemingly travels. You just, we just talked about Saudi Arabia. Like thinking about that, for example, like right now we're talking during Pebble Beach week. If you were, you guys aren't playing this week, but when you guys travel like that, and Abe is going from, you know, Saudi Arabia to come maybe these guys that are leaving Saudi and coming to play Pebble. Like, what kind of effect does that have? on you know on the player i mean you talked about how you're having a hard time right now sleeping you know coming yeah no it it is it's
2: it's really hard and people don't really get how hard it is to i mean you got when you're when you're traveling that much and switching time zones that much and and getting on airplanes i mean he didn't feel very well last week and it really and actually both of us when we got to saudi arabia we both actually weren't feeling very well and I mean, the before the first round, the first night, or before the first round, he ended up only getting an hour and twenty minutes of sleep,
0: mm. and we woke
2: up and I wasn't feeling that good, and he started off par, 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 triple, and he's kind of like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And kind of <laughs> didn't really bounce back the next day, and or the next hole, I made a birdie and happened to hit make another birdie right after that, and kind of you know we turned in one over, but kind of he kind of then woke up, but. It wasn't until Friday where he was really, you know, let's say even close to a hundred percent, you know, I mean, physically, mentally kind of just, yeah. Kind of just lazy you know? and on. It does take, it takes a huge toll on a guy's body going back and forth, 20 hour flights. And, and yeah, he has actually in the last couple of years, been a world golfer. He's played all over. He's yeah. played a little bit in tour. He's played in, on, in Australia for a couple of weeks, both years. He's, you know he goes down to Mexico a bunch. He, you know, he kind of plays wherever. He does have that game. To, that does. It's you know what? It's his mind more than his. I mean, he's he's got a really, really, really good mind, and and that in golf is what you need.
0: Well, so elaborate on that just a little bit, like um, because I think you know as an amateur and people who follow the tour, like we hear people all the time go, well, you know, so much of this is mental, right? So much of this is mental. What what like for me, mental like having a good mental day on the golf course just means that I go into it thinking, all right, you're not that good, so let's lower our expectations, right? Like that's a good mental day for me. Yeah, no,
2: that's but that's being negative already. (laughs) Yeah, true. So if you're saying that, you're already putting yourself. I mean, you just. I mean, you got to just believe that everything that you do is 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 right, and if that's you know eating right or having the, having the proper people around you or, you know, your practice or how much rest you make or when, when you make your schedule, is your schedule being made, you know, and, and you're comfortable with, you know, taking certain events off. And are you comfortable traveling across country and playing golf and taking time off the tour? You know, you just got to be a hundred percent committed to all the decisions you make. And yeah, he seems to, he seems to have that down. You know, we always used to joke, you know, at the start, but, you know, he had to play so much. And if you look at his world ranking, his divisor is the highest it is, like 52. And, I mean, he's gained a ton of world ranking points, but we kind of got to play a little bit less. And we always used to joke, and I would joke and be like, yeah, well, it takes confidence to rest. And he'd be like, yeah, well, you're just fucking lazy. (laughs) I I keep saying it because sometimes it works. (laughs) But, uh, he now now confidence it does take confidence to rest and and, uh, I was told that a long time ago it actually is it I mean you see the big guys they don't play very often but when they do play they play well
0: yep well let's talk about you know something that a lot of people got to see on the on the on the world stage which is the President's Cup and Abe just balled out um you guys were a lot of fun to watch we we were already talking with you trying to get you know things on the calendar and and knew that the president's cup was a big deal so you know we're watching and thinking like man this is going to be cool to hear from dale like firsthand what that was like because i mean you know here he is playing yeah. in his first president's cup and the first you know first few days especially he literally made every single you guys made every damn putt he
2: uh, oh, looked at incredible. yeah he did
0: so he- like just in general what was that whole thing like was there anything that surprised you about how it went down all of that
2: someone asked me before it even started as uh who was it? it was the caddy network well, i was in the airport going there and they're like oh, what's your favorite thing what are you most looking forward to you know going going over there what are you most looking forward to and the, my answer was for the world to finally see how good my man is that was my exact answer and i mean obviously i didn't that didn't mean that he was going to go start off with three and a half points out of four and, and then play Tiger in singles. That's not exactly what I was elaborating at. It was just, oh, I wanted everyone to see. Like, I'm excited. It's been four years. You know, and I know how good he is. and He doesn't get that much, as much publicity as some of the other guys. and You don't get to see him on TV all the time unless he's playing really well. And it just happened to be that week he played really well. And I mean, the whole world got to see it. And, obviously some of those putts you don't expect to make 30 50 40 60 footers whatever it may be all the time but sometimes when you got it you got it and obviously that week he did have it yeah. he, he's really good at on fast greens i mean if greens were like that you know eight out of ten weeks on the on the pga tour like that fast and that firm he'd put even better but mm. i mean you go bermuda poa it's cold you know you got this you got that and, every tour stop has something different but that is definitely where he excels is on this faster the better if you break down his putting stroke and everything and know much about you know putting on fast greens and slow greens and whatever he's built for for fast greens
0: i mean we've heard a few stories from rider cups and things from some of the caddies that we know but that being your first like experience like that with that team really that 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 team vibe with the presidents cup were were there things that surprised you about how the like behind the scenes about like how the event was handled or how the teams uh interacted or anything like that was there anything that surprised you and and uh and also just the key, the team chemistry of the international squad how did that how did that feel as a as a somebody who was right there looking in
2: i mean just from listening to other guys over You know, leading up, my expectations, I would say, weren't that high because I was told that it was as first class as it really gets. And it really was first class as it really gets. But when it comes to the team aspect and everything, it's just everything's just so well organized. And you've got so many people doing so much things for you. And all you really have to do is focus on on making sure your man is there on time. You know, they do so much together with the play, like the player player relationships, they're doing so much stuff for themselves yeah. on the golf course that you kind of, it's a, I don't want to say a little easier week. You don't really do full caddying until your singles match, I guess. But I mean, we had, we happened to play all five matches as a rookie. And I think obviously, I mean, I i, I mean, you not say deserve to, or anything. Cause you know, some, maybe he would have played better the final day if he didn't play, you know, twice so on nice. Saturday. Yeah. You, you just, you never know. I guess it's just decisions that's made and the other people make those decisions.
0: I mean, he was ready
2: 100% to go every single day and wanted to go. And why wouldn't he want to go? I mean, he was mm-hmm. having the time of his life, as was I. It was, but no, it's just, they make everything so easy for you. All you got to do is walk the golf course, make sure your man's on time and, and, it's just easy it really is so, and it's they put you up in the best hotel they fly you over there in the best plane they they just it's just it's great everyone wish everyone could have a chance to experience it
0: well you talk about the final day obviously he had the 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 duel with tiger which you know everyone blew up and 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 made a bigger deal about what he said obviously <laughs> anybody in their right mind would would answer and say yeah I think I'd like to play the greatest golfer of all time <laughs> like why would you yeah. not um, yeah, exactly. and, and he and he hung in there I mean he really he really I mean we watched the whole match and I mean it was back and forth in the beginning and uh, and you talked about the fatigue but just as a as a golf nut yourself, like even just like what was that like in, in that in that arena with Tiger?
2: I mean, it was honestly probably like other than playing with him for the first time, it was time kind of like earlier in the year when we played with him. It was just it, it's so hard to explain how incredible the atmosphere is and when you're when there's only you know, there's only you two out there and there's two, three thousand fans up to ten thousand fans you know, surrounding every single hole, every single hole. They, I mean, you can't get caught up in it, but then you realize all of a sudden you're on hole 15 and it's almost done and you, you, that's how much you enjoyed it, but it felt like it went by in about one minute. And Abraham played really well. I mean, Tiger, Tiger's playing really, really, really good golf, and I think everyone knows that. I mean, he only really hit one bad shot that day. He hit a bad three iron off the tee on 13. And it went under a tree, but Abraham happened to make birdie anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But Abe played really well. He made four or five birdies that day. He hit it inside yep. him a couple of times. There was a couple of times where he, you know, Tiger threw some pressure on him, and Abe responded. Talk pretty about the simple.
0: aftermath of, of the comeback. Like, you know, that was pretty interesting. How was it? What was the – like, when the dust settles from that, what did you guys do? What did the international team do? Um did you guys celebrate with the U.S. team? Because we've heard that happened at a Ryder Cup a lot of
2: times. Yeah, they do that. Um, we all we all partied. They had something set up for us. I know that they had all parties in the past, you know, international or whatever. The, the international guys came in into, like, the international side. They came in somewhere around midnight. Not everyone, but, you know, a handful, five or ten of them came in i mean it's not war it's just a competition so everyone's ready to have yeah. drinks after you know yeah but obviously the internationals really wanted it they felt a little a little bitter they could have, they had a they had a chance to have a big lead early in the week and kind of stumbled on a couple of holes and coming in on 18 they got those points back with those putts jt made a putt and I can't remember who else made another putt and and then they just obviously on sunday we went out first, and that was a big match. You know, we were, yeah. we tried to make it as long as we could just to keep Tiger off the golf course, you know, so he didn't couldn't be out there cheering everyone else on the captaining. But they just got off to a bad start, and you know, they, they just couldn't get back from it. And I mean, everyone on yeah. the everyone on the USA team, I mean, they're all good from top to bottom. I mean, yeah. some of them hadn't played that much. Some came back and, from injury, but they're all, you know they're all still all in the top 25 in the world when you, when you break it down and the, the international tends to have a little more rookies and guys that never played on it. and A bunch of first timers, you know, guys in the 50s, 60s, 70s, in the world making a name for themselves. And yeah, so there's a lot of pressure on those guys too.
0: Well, switching off the president's cup and just kind of talking in general, when you and Abe are out, you know, you've been together now three years and known each other for a little bit longer than that. When y'all are out on the golf course, what do you uh, – obviously, you're you're an interesting guy. you got a lot of personality. So, he must like to talk or he wouldn't have you on the bag. What are you guys talking about on the course?
2: You know, kind of – Abe's a pretty – Abe's a lot funnier than people than, – than he looks like on TV. He kind of <laughs> looks like he's very serious, mm-hmm. which he, he is very serious. But then you got me and I'm really, really the opposite. But when I'm on the golf course, I mean, it's all business, obviously. But – uh, I like to keep it light and it's, it's just whatever comes to mind, you know, if it's telling jokes or telling stories or just asking questions to keep his mind off shit or, you know, whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, if it's looking in the crowd and, you know, getting, getting a kick out of something in the air, if it's you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. But, uh, we both have girlfriends now. So, uh, it's not so much boat ladies anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you remember on the PGA tour, the first time you got reprimanded by another caddy or a player or tournament official, and maybe, maybe the PGA tour is not a good, a good example because you caddy a lot before that. Maybe this is the first time in a, in a tour, you know, a, a tour event you got reprimanded and what that was for and what, what happened? I do
2: actually. And both Times by player when I got reprimanded and mm. a, a official. We're at the same tournament on the Web.com tour, two separate years. And the first one I got was by a player, and he doesn't play anymore. He's probably not listening. So he was Paul. His name was Paul Gow, and he's an Australian guy. And it was like my fourth or fifth event working, and ever. And it was my first time ever, uh, like sitting on the range or in the parking lot, whatever you want to call it trying to get a job first hole you know of the tournament it was seven thirty in the morning it was in bell right where you guys are right down there oh, yeah. yeah but anyways on the first hole it's seven thirty in the morning it's blowing negative wind and i don't put set the bag down and he comes over and fucking rips into me about not having the bag down and it could fall and someone's And i was like yeah okay whatever dude like you know <laughs> this bag is never falling down ever <laughs> but whatever so later on in the week, later on in the week, he hadn't made a cut in about two years and we're on the cut line and he's always telling me he needed the towel wet and he gets it down on this par five and he hits it short right. It's the second hole, I think, but we were turning to our 11th and he gets down there short right of the bunker and he, and he chunks his chip into the walk, into the bunker. He's trying to hit it over the bunker, chipping free, you know, you should whatever, give yourself a good look and he chunks it in the bunker and as he's walking to the bunker, he grabs Rips the towel off the bag and it's completely dry. (laughs) And he puts it onto the ground and grabs a water bottle and starts smashing the water bottle into the towel, (laughs) telling me, You always keep the towel wet. And I'm like, Whoa, dude. Uh,
0: So, whatever that
2: happened, whatever. He completely, I was like, All right, from that day, I have always put the bag down. I really have. I mean, obviously, I forgot a couple of times in the towel. I mean, the towel does stay wet. All right, so okay.
1: let me ask you, let me ask you this, Dale. Um, what do you do to prepare for a course that you and Abe you never seen before? Like one that you you're getting on for the first time. Um, you know what? What is like like the 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 major focus going into that week?
2: You know, just I'm pretty lucky with Abe because he he generally hits it really well off the tee. So, you know, if we get there Monday afternoon, we'll go play nine, we'll play nine Tuesday and play the pro-am Wednesday. I'll tend to walk it one other time, but just, no, just gathering information of where the pins are and, and knowing where to miss it going into the greens. And then as the week goes on, just obviously continue to, to add stuff to your book. If you're, you know, if you haven't been there, Maybe watch a little bit more on TV. Just keep an eye out on where the pins are the following day. But thankfully, Abe drives it so well that it's not like, you know, some guys that are hitting it way offline and and hitting it a lot farther. I mean, you need to have a lot more information. Some guys want a lot more information. But Abe and I keep it really generally very, very simple. And, you know, avoid this bunker. Let's hit a little peel off this, and and we'll go from there. We We keep it very simple. Abe hasn't carried a yardage book in about three years. I do all the numbers. He doesn't do any. He uh, wow. it's just number wow. and target with him. You know, he trusts me completely. And obviously, we've gotten in a couple arguments over over things, but I mean, that's we're in competition. That stuff happens.
1: All right. Let's just say you're going out and you've got the afternoon wave, and so you're you know your your guy's going to have to obviously prepare and practice and whatever in the morning. But are you looking to see, like, on TV or whatever, like, or shot link, if, if you've got shot link or whatever, like, what the stats look like for those guys that were going off in the morning rounds? Do you, is
2: that something you look at? Oh, yeah. See? Well, I, uh, it's, I'm a big, big uh, numbers guy and a stats guy, and I'm following – Abe's more of the – Abe's more of the – he maintains – or he does all his own clubs. He knows how he knows everything with, to do with spin and clubs, and I'm more of the stats guy, and I'm looking in the mornings at all par 3s what they're all what they're all playing like they give you the exact yardage so I've got the yardages before I go out um if there's been a hole a hole location where yeah hey look if you look at everyone's scorecards and it's like fuck there's five doubles on that hole like what the fuck's going on there obviously it's probably something to do with wind or you know look where they've been hitting it from or where they're missing it I mean they got PJ Tour live now so you can generally they follow a group throughout the whole hole the whole course so if you if you are watching You can watch the whole course without going out there, but then you obviously you only get to see where they hit it. But
0: that's pretty cool. Like we're both really obviously into stats and stuff like that. It's cool to hear a caddy talk about tracking that. I don't. I don't think we've heard that too often.
2: As a caddy, you're out there just trying to limit the mistakes. And my guy's really methodical, and he doesn't like to waste shots.
1: But along those lines, like if you were to kind of guess on the course, I mean, you've been you've you've now gone through a few, a few years on tour with Abe. you know, if if you're going to guess a course or a type of course that Abe is going to win on like this year or anytime soon, like what, what would that be? What would that vision be like for you?
2: I could see him, I could see him winning at his own golf course at TPC San Antonio. Uh, You have to drive it well. I mean, that's I think one of the reasons why he drives it so well. I mean, you can look at all the stats there. If you don't drive it well, you have no chance. I can see him winning at Harbor Town, but we, we're not playing there this year. But one course, I 100% think he'll win at, guaranteed. But uh, the Mayakoba event in, in Cancun, play with Bill Carmen, he, he'll win there. I, that's one place I think he'd win for sure. He's top 10 there two or three times in a row. I mean, there's going to be some he, – he should play good wherever. If it plays tough, he should play well. He's He's got a good head on his shoulders. Like I mean, I, I see a win coming anywhere to be honest. I mean, he's, I think he's due and he wants, I know how bad he wants it. He's, he's giving it away kind of, or whatever you want to say. He should play good at the players too. He, he, last year was our first year at the players and it switched to that month and he made 25 birdies, led the field in birdies last year. First time playing there, had the lead, tied, tied for the lead on the back nine going to 11, made par and then hit a, you know, he we went for it on that par four and made bogey, and then he had one more bad shot on the par three. Just didn't put enough spin on it and it bounced over the green. Mm. But I know he wants; he loves that place. I mean, I think he could, he's going to play really well there. Um, yeah, but
1: no, I, I like it. We're going to be we're going to be there uh, at the at the TPC, so we're we're excited about that. Uh, last question for me. I, I'm to I'm gonna
2: interrupt I I just was looking at my sports bets, and I happened to. <laughs> While being on the phone, I want a five-team parlay. Did no, you. you did not. <laughs> I did. What, you will not believe the teams either. I Why did you give you. us that information before? Like, well, like I before just was month. looking. I, I would, I'd send you a picture: Western Carolina, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, Missouri State, and Memphis. Stop. Fifty bucks to win eleven hundred. Stop. No, <laughs> where to bullshit. god!
0: I swear. <laughs> Okay, you gotta send us the you gotta send us the photo. That'll be our cover yeah, photo for the podcast. <laughs> That's gonna be the cover
1: photo. Like this is Got yeah, that
0: deal. That, that is hilarious. now I've
1: lost my train of thought on where <laughs> I was gonna get to my next
2: question. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I had to tell you.
0: That is hilarious. Yeah, you had to tell us for sure. That's awesome. That's a first. We've never had anybody hit a parlay on a, that we've interviewed during the podcast. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: that is that is awesome. <laughs>
0: What um? All right, here's a here's a fun question for somebody who's kind of into the data and the you know the stats like you are. Obviously, you know we're tr- constantly trying to predict the most variable game in the world, golf, uh, every week. And you know you're talking about a guy's record at a certain course, uh, his form coming in, you know the way that his game fits, kind of you know historical stats that have done well. If your life depended on choosing a pro to win a tour event, what would be the number one thing? If you only had to pick one, the number one thing, what would be the number one thing you would factor in it, it, to to picking that pro to win any given tour event?
2: Putting. No matter what. Okay. I would I would take the best putter and the best putter under pressure. They all they all hit it good. It just matters. It just – it all comes down to putting.
0: How real for you is, like, the advantage um, that uh, – like, surfaces, right? Like, surfaces guys are comfortable on. Typically, you guys are looking at POA, Bermuda, or Bent, right? So, you got guys who historically really just dominate. Like, like, brand is a good putter, right? But he typically kills it on POA. You know, are you still looking at that if uh, if you're on a course this week that's Bermuda?
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at it, you look at it always because, you know, some guys, you know, if you're born on Poa and played your whole junior amateur, you, you know, you're going to generally be a better putter on Poa or, you know, probably bent. You know, if you grew up on grainy greens, you know, if that's, you know, I mean, bent your or, or Bermuda, grad, Bermuda, Bermuda greens that are in good shape might be the best greens there are. But, you know, if you didn't grow up on Bermuda and you don't understand grain as much or, I mean, you know, you might not play on those ones as much. You see, Phil plays well in Southern California. You see, you know, the guys play good at certain courses just because they're used to that grass, and that is a huge factor. I mean, right. I mean, my guy sometimes it doesn't matter about grass, but my guy, my guy plays better. Abraham plays better when it's warm. You know, it loosens him up when he's been yeah. wherever it's been warm. So we we're trying to stay away from places that are cold. That's another reason yeah. why we don't play Pebble. Trying to stay away from Tory, you know, trying to stay away from anywhere where it gets cold. I mean, guys yeah. when they're making their schedules, they build that stuff in too.
0: All right, let's ask a few quick ones here and uh and and we'll 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 let you out of here, man. We'll let you go celebrate that parlay you just nailed, you know, bastard. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh
0: all right, who's a guy that you saw? have a less than stellar year on tour last season that you think will turn it around very soon?
2: Uh, I'd go with probably off the top of my head. And I fall, I would say Bo Hostler probably. Uh, mm. had a great, didn't he had a good year, a couple of years I ago. I like that. I like yeah, that. Didn't see yeah. that coming. We played, we play a bunch of practice. friends with him. He's a buddy, you know, I see where he's going over the, you know, he's, I mean, I don't know if you guys follow him. He works hard. He's kind of funny. He's young. You know, yep. He's good. And, you know, I think he had that really good year a couple of years ago. And I didn't have his best year last year, but I, I know he's turning around. And I think he I think he could have a you – know, he could knock one off. He's the type of guy that could. I think he's going to have a, a much better year. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he just had a top ten or two recently too. I think at Tory. Yeah, the form
0: and, has come around on Bo 30. a little bit. Um,
2: I think he'll turn it around. No, I, I I see him turning it around. You know, I mean, if you're talking okay. about like really in the top end people, I'm, I and you know, I hope to see Francesco turn it around. That's yeah. someone I'd like to turn it back around.
0: Who are some of the young guys, so or young maybe guys. Uh, a second year player outside of obviously, you know, uh, everybody has figured out now. Sung J M is is yeah, going to be here for a minute. Um, Scotty Scheffler's coming off the Corn Ferry as you you know, the uh, the Order of Merit guy there and, and has competed. Any other guys that you see coming off of Corn Ferry last year, or maybe a second-year guy that got overshadowed by Sung Jae last year that you think could have a breakout season?
2: I think Morikawa will have an amazing season. And yeah. it's just a good
0: career. Kids a stud.
2: I mean, the main one would be Sung Jae, though. He's just yeah. – yeah. he's good at everything. He's like a he's a robot
0: that one. Yeah. You mentioned Bo Hossler is kind of a buddy. Are there other guys on tour that, that you and Abe like to get paired with? Uh you know, you tea times come out and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm glad we get a, you know, I'm glad we're getting paired up with them. And do you think that during tournament rounds that makes much of a difference? Or are you guys just kinda in your zone? Yeah, you know we
2: uh every time we play with Damon and Gino, I think we've only not yeah. played good with them once. We play good oh, with them cool. every single time. Yeah, every single time. Uh, That's interesting. Avery likes playing with Charles Howell. We play well with Joel. You know, A- Avery and I get along with pretty much everyone, to be honest. Uh, you know. And when you're out there, I mean, you, generally, it, it's if you're talking to them or if, if you're talking, you kind of know right off the bat how it's going to go. Some guys don't talk at all. And then you just hang out with your caddy all day. And hopefully he can fucking make you laugh. Yeah. But he right. like he like I'm trying to. Joel would be one of our favorite ones to play with for sure. How
0: could he not be? He's so yeah. Great. I mean he's yeah, gotta be. Freaking he's love Joel. Really, Gino. I mean Joel's great, but Gino's Gino's really yeah, the Gino, all-star. Yeah. Dude, in the it's
2: all the. It's, it's the caddies, dude. That's
0: all it is. A hundred percent. Most important cats. thing about it. Real quick, rapid fire about Abe. Um, if you don't know, you don't know. It's no big deal. Rapid fire, and then we're gonna we're gonna finish it up. Can can Abraham dance? Yes. Okay. What's his favorite food?
2: Tacos. That's is this a trick question? What? <laughs> <laughs> Abe, <Okay>. Abe's. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's
0: Abe's like? Go to music band artist whatever when when you're when you're when he's jamming out.
2: He listens to a lot of everything, but he listens to a lot of Mexican hip hop too. He listens to country. He kind of listens to everything, to be honest. Okay. All right, cool.
0: All right, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one too, but what's his go-to order at a bar if he's going to have a drink? He is
2: straight. He is tequila on the rocks or tequila sipping. Depends how good it is. He doesn't venture out at all. He is – I mean, he'll drink wine at dinner. He is automatic straight to tequila no matter what 100% of the time. I
0: like it. Okay, good. All right, two more. Abe's favorite shot to hit. Favorite shot.
2: It wouldn't be, it would be chipping. It wouldn't be, if you're referring okay. to draw or trade or whatever, it would be any type of chip.
0: What about his least favorite shot to hit?
2: I don't know. Cause he could be listening. So I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, Abe, if you're listening, we need you on the podcast and let's, uh, let's, let's share some tequila while we're doing it. Thank you so much, Dale. Uh, we appreciate it, man. This has been a lot of fun. You're, you're hilarious. Love the fact that you hit a parlay while we were here. This is, just makes it all the better.
2: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll vet my you guys twenty bucks to you can buy a cheap bottle of you know.
0: <laughs> Look, man, you you uh you save it up and give your you know make another Buffalo Wild Wings run on us. How about that? We just appreciate right. you being on the podcast, man. If you guys aren't following Dale on Instagram at the Dale Trail, uh, you need to make that happen. You don't really do anything else outside of Instagram, do you? You're not on Twitter, really, are you? No,
2: I'm not on anything. I'm kind of just Instagram. I'm staying low key on, on on Instagram.
0: Well, we uh we appreciate it man. Thank you so much for the time. Uh I think uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy this one and and you you make it that much more fun to pull for Abraham. We hope you guys have a fantastic 2020 season and beyond. We'll see you in Augusta.
2: Sounds good. Appreciate it.